Hold on, girl. Let me take this. Hold on, hold on. Hello? You ain't gotta like me, but you gonna like what I have to say. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 20. It's your girl, Margaret. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in, pressing play, subscribing, following, fast forwarding, rewinding back because we know you're always missing some shit. Either way, I definitely appreciate the love and support. Real quick, big shout out to everybody. I mean, everybody that just fucks with me, presses play, been checking in with the voice notes on the IG. Um... It's mad love for me and, you know, I just wanted to thank y'all because I swear, I feel like y'all definitely make me want to always come back to the podcast and make sure I drop a little something, something. And with that said, I am back with a little something, something. Okay. So real quick. Okay. I have been ghost obviously this entire summer and I wanted to make an episode, give you guys my summer recap because I feel like taking this break, well needed break, um, has put a different kind of energy within my spirit. And I just wanted to kind of share with you guys some of the things, you know, I experienced during my break during the summer and maybe it could resonate and help other people out there. So before we get into today's episode, per the usual, these are my thoughts and sentiments. If you don't fuck with it or me, get the fuck out <laughs> just saying <laughs> all right so where do i even begin let's kind of start with some planets because i know i'm into astrology and obviously the planets and we have about five planets that are currently retrograde i'm not gonna break it all down because i kind of think i talked about them in my last episode talking about like the mercury retrograde and all that's to come whatever but i do know we have another mercury retrograde coming up in the sign of libra and you know it's gonna be real spicy it's gonna be given you know i'm gonna go ahead and get my lick back etc <laughs> anyway this summer I had made a conscious decision to take a real break. And I'm not talking the break where like, oh girl, I can't hang out or oh, I'm gonna just detox social media. Oh, 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 no. I took a real life break. Back in April, I made a conscious decision, right? To kind of go through a checklist in my life. And it was because I knew like we had Saturn that was gonna be going retrograde, Pluto, obviously Jupiter, all those major planets that are good for transformation. Um, I had told myself back in April, like, yo, you really gotta come off this bullshit. And as a spiritual being, and I talked about this on mad different episodes, um, I've done a lot of inner work when it comes to areas of my life from connecting, you know, in love, friendships, family, etc. One thing that was really working me that I was not really understanding was the disconnect I had in my career. And some people can relate to this, and you may end up in this part in your journey where you will relate later. Anyway, um, I have been going through, you know, a lot of different experiences where in my career, I felt like I love what I do. I'm so passionate about what I do. And, you know, the grind never stops. Okay. Like I'm always hustling. I'm always the type of person that was setting a plan, doing that shit and, and just going after shit. And I always felt like I kept getting into situations and circumstances in my career where I felt like I wasn't being valued. And I think I talked about this in a couple different episodes, you know, in pieces, but I really wanted to take control of my life because I felt like I did a a lot of work when it came to cutting out the bullshit in love and family and you know friendships but I still feel like when it came to like my bag my career my path while I was in alignment you know to finally doing shit that is meant for me on this journey I still kept encountering the bullshit you know what I mean that I would go through in love go through with family 
And I told myself, yo, like, we got to switch this shit up. So back in April, I did the wildest shit, which was, for those of you that do or don't know, um, I own a business. I've been a business owner now for the last five years. I've left corporate America five years ago to pursue this, having a business, having ownership, having freedom. And, you know, I think anybody that has been, especially if you can make it through your first year in business, I mean, you lit. But, you know, for me to make it to year five, and five is all about losses, transformation, I felt like my business was just stagnant. And, you know, I have multiple different businesses, but my bread and butter is something that I've been rooted in, in education for a very long time. And I know it's my path. However, um, I still felt like there was a sense of stagnancy. And, you know, earlier this year, I decided to take, you know, a risk. And I expanded my business and I hired a bunch of people. And it was so amazing amazing to do that because in my mind I was like yo I'm actually putting my people on I'm giving people that look like me come from backgrounds like me just opportunities you know opportunities to one work from home you know I've been in the work from home game anybody that knows me for 10 plus years and you know before the pandemic before this shit became a thing it was a norm always for me to work from home you know from working at Amazon to you know doing tech and then obviously going into my space with that said you know earlier this year I gave people an opportunity and it backfired it backfired because you know you could want to help people and you could want to put your people on and I think I talked about this episodes episodes probably season two or something you know you may want to put people on but you know you can't really be putting people on if they ain't putting you on and even more importantly if they don't want to even put their own on and you know I had to learn that the hard way but you know it was nothing to me like real talk like you know I handled that shit you know with grace and I fell into my space where I was just like yo all right we're gonna take a step back we're gonna chill but in April I told myself I was like in year five I'm just like yo am I really supposed to be on the path of ownership like people don't understand like Social media glamorizes owning a business. Like, you know, the sales and the perks of freedom, making your own schedule. But people really don't understand like, yo, it's 14, 16 hour days. You know what I mean? It's being on the go. It's like I'm doing the job of mad people and it's not because oh I can't hire people but it's more so like it's your business you know what I mean it's your baby it's something you're building and you know you get into this space especially when you are creating developing um, maintenancing a business where you ultimately like know that only you can run this shit only you can write a contract out negotiate that shit and, and hustle for it and you know what I mean only you and more importantly when you have a certain energy and you know aesthetic that you bring to your business that people are just so accustomed to people only want to fuck with you you know what I mean and the one thing I can say about my business you know in any lane I've been in my business works with zero marketing which I know is wild but I don't I don't market I don't pay for promo I don't do all of that my shit is legit word of mouth my shit spreads because of word of mouth people be like yo this girl's dope she's lit I want to work with her etc so with that said I'm such an energy-based individual and I'm not saying this works for everybody but it works for me that I don't feel like I have to do all of that and so I take a lot of pride in the fact that people fuck with me because of my energy. And more importantly, I'm very choosy. I just don't build a contract with anybody. I don't just don't sit and work with anybody. I, you know, not every dollar is a great dollar. So with that said, I got into this weird space in my life where I was just like, yo, do you really need ownership? Because like you're doing so much shit and people are not valuing you. You know, you get to a space, especially when you're in a pandemic, when we have inflation going on, when you have things to do, bills to pay, right? When you're starting to look at your time and your energy and how you're carving out these spaces, like, yo, is this shit worth it? You know, are they really fucking valuing me? Because no matter what you do in life, what I'm recognizing too is that niggas don't want to pay the premium for shit. And while I was trying to put people on earlier this year, right, I was over here slashing my prices. I was doing shit like for the community to work both ways so people could eat, 
and so people could get what they need. And in that though, I felt like I was lacking because ultimately my ability to just be so selfless and cutting my prices and putting my community on and helping my community backfired on me because ultimately I felt like, wow, people really didn't value me because when it came time to respect me and value what the fuck I'm doing, I mean the quality of service that is being provided, motherfuckers slept on that shit. So in April, I said, yo, you know what? This summer, we shutting everything down. And that's what I did. And, you know, I've never done that in five years, shut down my entire business, but I did that. And what I did was, though, I said, yo, I want to go out in corporate America and I want to see if I'm missing out on something. I want to know what it's like to just show up to work, you know, not having to do the day-to-day shit that I do. You know, I get up every day, five in the morning, I meditate. You know what I mean? I hop on my emails. I, I go through contracts. I sort through shit, papers, you know, the works. Like, my day is nonstop. And on top of that, I'm a mother, you know? So I manage my kids' life, their schedule, my own shit. You know, obviously, I do spiritual life coaching. I mean, the shit goes on. Like, honestly and truly, I'm probably putting the computer down by 10 p.m. You know, it's not the lifestyle for everybody, but it's a lifestyle that's for me. And I fully understand that, and it's cool. So I told myself, yo, like, let's take a break, and let's just shut everything down. Just because I was like, yo, I want to see if I'm missing something out there. So... I applied and I had so many different options and it was funny because um, a little bit of a lesson I guess in Saturn (laughs) was because I kind of went where my path was, yes, but I also went where the bag was. I won't even hold you. Um, I actually had three different opportunities. Two of them were in education, one was in tech and I turned down tech because in the tech world, um, the position I was being offered was definitely something that could help me grow, especially in a career but I knew tech wasn't my life anymore you know I did it at Amazon for years and it was a love-hate relationship behind it and I know everybody's into the tech world now and whatever but it just wasn't for me so I turned that down and then the two um, other positions in education one paid way more um, and it was working at a college versus the other one was working with children like in a high school kind of like some after-school summer camp type of shit I mean but it was like everything that I do now in a sense but the pay wasn't great and you know I decided I was like yo no like I don't want to do that I feel like for the last five years anyway I've been on the grind sacrificing so I said no I really want to choose a bag and I'm down to still help my community I'm down to help people choose a college enroll them help them etc so I went that route so the entire summer I spent working at a college and admissions and you know I learned (laughs) I learned real quick how capitalism is, okay, when it comes to college and education. And it's funny because maybe I've been oblivious to the shit or not so much, but goddamn, college is a scam, okay? Shout out to anybody that went, got their degree, whatever. Okay, I went to school too, don't get it twisted, but damn, I never worked in admissions and knew the scam. Like, I was just like, damn. So I learned real quick, right, that what was once advertised to me as, yo, we're here to give people a second chance, we're a vocational college, ah, 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 turned into a sales scheme. Like, once I'm like, yo, you gotta hit this goal, you gotta get these numbers, you gotta have this run rate, duh, 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 you know? And I'm just like, this is wow. So the first week there, I wanted to leave. But I told myself, no, you got to do this shit for the whole summer. Like, you got to learn your lesson. (laughs) You got to know. So I'm not even hold you. I thrived in that. Like, and it's natural because I own a business. So if we're talking working leads and run rates and and getting people in the door and you know what I mean? Selling raid to a bug or some Cassidy shit. Like, nigga, I could do that. And that was light. That was light work. Like, I mean, my first month there, y'all, was the top emissions professional. Like, I killed that shit. Like, killed it. Like, to the point where it was getting into, like, conversations like, yo, would you be considering, like, assistant director of admissions? Like, all this other shit. Like, it was wild. But, you know, with that, I learned, like, the office dynamics and people 
being jealous, you know, all that shit that I feel like me working from home and owning a business that I've kind of created this safe, sacred space that I have not had those experiences in so long. Like I preach it, yeah, I help people through it, but I haven't been on the other side of that in so long that it was so new to me. And so in that situation working there, you know, obviously you go through office dynamics, um, people that be hating on you, whatever. Now I'm a very spiritual being. One thing I did say was Joe, like I wanna work in a space though where it's in my North node, but I also wanna make sure that I don't have to be in hiding when it comes to my spirituality. So probably about two weeks into working there, I was like, yo, can I bring some stuff in my cubicle? Because the energy was starting to feel real weird. You know, there was a bitch there, she was a white girl, that she felt real threatened by me and she was doing a lot of passive aggressive things, you know, that I was just like, yo, like, this is wild. Like, am I really going through this? And Long story short, I asked like, yo, can I bring some of my stuff? I wanna bring my vibrations up. You know, I'm spending about eight to nine hours a day in this bitch. At a minimum, I can make this shit feel like comfort. So of course, like my director, he was like, yeah, you can do that, do whatever you want. So it's not offensive, da, 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 whatever. So, you know, I started bringing my shit like my evil eye, my crystals, my Buddha, you know, the works. And it did help a little bit. Ultimately, it got to the point where I had to ask to be moved because this coworker was just, hating to like the umpteen 10 power my nigga and it was like it got to the point where shorty was like listening in in my cubicle eavesdropping like copying like shit that just started to like really trigger me so ultimately i've been requesting to be moved and my director thought i was joking and he would not do it it got to the point where i gave a resignation letter and that's when the nigga moved me and so he moved me everything got better but then because of that, he wanted to address the conflict, which basically just put it out there to like, yo, you gotta let her know what's good and we gotta work this out. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, there's nothing to work out. Like moving me is just the, the resolution I need. I don't fuck with her, I don't talk to her. I don't lose sleep at night if shorty don't say good morning to me. Like she's nobody. So we try to have a mediation. And of course, after that, that's when, you know how white people do the white people things respectfully, Karen. And you know, it just became this whole thing where she created herself to be like a victim. And ultimately I ended up leaving the job and I actually resigned. And and I'm proud of myself because I lasted to the end of summer. So ultimately I ended up quitting. And the reason why I quit was because it started to become this space that I felt like lacked compassion, empathy, right? The way I looked at this shit was, wow, like here we are in a low income environment, right? Helping predominantly black and brown people, minority people with a second opportunity to either A, get their high school diploma or B, get, you know, diploma, you know, for college. And the fact that they pride on people to get into these student loans and try to act like they cared when they're really just a number, they're just a name that got on the board. There were literally a contribution to this run rate. And it just became this space where I just felt like, wow, like they really don't care about people. Like I used to go and get into it with financial aid because of the way they would talk to, you know, people because they lack financial literacy, even down to the, the DOA, AKA the director of admissions. Like this nigga wouldn't even know their name. He wouldn't even know what they do. Like you got to brief this nigga. Like there was no care. And then on the flip side, the culture, AKA working with people, right? They started to create this competitive environment. And I didn't like the fact that 
they would like broadcast like wow look at my success to like drive other people to want to be more successful where they started to like steal people from me and and it just got wild so ultimately i resigned and it was funny because i did a blue candle it was actually after the full moon in aquarius where a lot of revelations happened and in the flip side though when having this whole meeting with my director you know this motherfucker had the audacity to not even have a focal point of what was going down but instead he decided to talk about everything that was so irrelevant and he made a comment which is actually the reason why I ended up leaving he was just talking about how like my spiritual practices were a distraction it really hurt me to my core so when I went home you know I had to sit and you know meditate reflect and I was just like wow like motherfuckers are really bothered by light and this is just the most darkest disgusting environment that every day I stay here I'm lowering my vibration you know what I mean I'm setting myself back I ended up speaking with HR about it they didn't give a fuck about that and so I just walked in I was like yo let's make sure my money's right because I'm done right now and that was it and I packed up <laughs> and I left. And one thing I can tell you is, is that what I ended up learning in that experience was that one, I'm very grateful that I decided to even take the risk, right? To go back into corporate to see what the life is like. You know, I'm pretty sure the work environments have since changed, you know, post COVID, all that other shit. But we're talking like, this is the first time in like 10 plus years I've ever worked in an office and gotten to really face-to-face -face interact with people. And I can tell you right now, I'm grateful for the experience. I actually met a lot of cool people there. However, um, I learned that I'm really not missing out on anything. And I also learned that I'm definitely in the right path because I went into that space with a boss kind of energy because in my mind, I was just like, yo, like, I'm here to follow the rules and I'm gonna be in my nature, but like, I really don't need this shit. You know, like this is a, a conscious choice, you know, an experiment. And so it was real difficult for me to like fall into that mentality that I feel like a lot of people have that been rocked to sleep, which is, oh, I need this job and and I gotta work this shit cause I got these bills to pay. I wasn't even thinking like that. I was just like, yo, I'm a boss. Like I've been hustling, I've been doing this shit with so many different lanes and you know what I mean? Always landed on my feet. So it's like, I really don't need this shit. You know what I mean? Like this shit to me is disposable. You know what I mean? And it's the most freeing thing because like, I can see how some of y'all get trapped in a career and a job and you think this is the be it say all, but that wasn't for me. And it's funny because in that though, I kind of caused like a whole little revolution because I woke up a lot of people, you know? And from what I heard, a lot of people are leaving now. <laughs> and it's funny because um, sometimes Sometimes it really takes that a free thinker to come into a space and let people know like you're bigger than this like there's more to life than this shit you know what I mean and the reality is is that when you're working at a job you're only really working to make someone else's dream work but then you have to really sit and evaluate like yo like is this space really serving me because this motherfucker's dream is built off of principles and a foundation right that doesn't even cover the basis of being a human what type of shit is that and a lot of y'all work jobs like that a lot of y'all do and I get it, like we got bills to pay. And let me tell you something, like I did this shit right before school started, you know what I mean? Of course I got bills, of course I got a mortgage, of course I got the lights, whatever. I wasn't even thinking like that, I'm like, yo, I'm good. Anywhere I go, I'm good. Anything I need, I'm good. You know why? Because I'm the creator of my own fucking mess. I create this shit. And a lot of us don't realize that. So ultimately, in making that conscious choice, right, it made me realize, all right, I'm in the right path. Ownership is my way because I'm a creator. However, I need to work on my value. I need to work on instilling and standing in my fucking boundaries. So I'm gonna tell y'all what I did. I'm gonna keep it a stack. I raised my price. I raised my price. Some people be like, damn, why why business is raising their price? Listen to me. I raised my price. I'm not doing any more discounts. I looked at the economy, the cost of living. I looked at my work, my quality. In my opinion, that if you wanna invest in yourself, 
the way you buy your Jordans, your Dunks, your Yeezys, you can invest here too, period. And, and with that said, I chose to stand in it. And I did, I'm not even gonna lie, I lost a few clients. But for me, I was like, those clients didn't see my value. They didn't see the investment, you know what I mean? Because my mindset is this, is that why would I wanna do multiple sessions for the price of one when I can just charge one, right? and just do that one session. Because in my mind, I'm like, yo, like, I'm like taking up all my time, and yeah, it's worthy work, but it makes no sense, you know what I mean? I've had clients that, because they do three, four sessions with me, they're like, yo, you can't cut me a discount? No, you're choosing to want to have that amount of sessions. You're choosing to make that kind of investment. If you can't afford it, then cut down your investment. It's just that simple, but I'm not gonna take a cut. I know my fucking value. And you know, the only reason why I know my value is because my fucking numbers, they stick. That shit is Fendi facts, you know what I mean? Like stamp of approval type shit. And it's not no cocky shit, but it's like in my lane of what I do in education, like I have the fucking numbers, the scores that prove it, that I'm that bitch. And I'm like, yo, I'm done. I'm not gonna continue to sell myself short, water myself down, and more importantly, I'm not gonna cut these discounts, right, to people that don't know the value of their own investment. And it's crazy because as I look at everything in a whole, right, because everything is universal, right, it had me sitting reflection like, damn, I've been doing this shit everywhere. It's just not in my job, it's everywhere. And what I mean by that is, is that we have this tendency, right, where we actually sit here and invest in motherfuckers, right, that don't even know the value of their own investments. You got somebody that can sit here, right? And make time for their friend, their homeboy. But when it's time to apply the pressure to you and give you your time, it's non-existent. You understand? They don't even know their own investment. You catch my drift? It's the same shit like a motherfucker that don't wanna sit there and pay the full price to get their hair done, but they'll sure as hell hop on the GOAT or the StockX and pay two times, three times the resale value for a pair of fucking dunks. It's the same shit. Motherfuckers don't know the value of their own investment. So therefore, you know what we do? We compromise. We compromise because we think, well, okay, I know this investment, I really don't wanna lose this set person because of this quality, that quality, that, that, that. Not recognizing that we're lowering our own fucking stock, which means that in turn, we're not even knowing our own fucking investment. Fuck that, fuck that. And so that's the way I'm moving. You know what I mean? We got a couple months left to the end of the year and I'm just like, wow, I really needed that. And I talk about this a lot, it's like a spider web, right, with our connections. My career was probably the one thing that I needed to to experience that. Because even in that environment where it wasn't my dream, and I was bringing, I'm talking about, they charged 20K ahead, okay? And on my fucking two weeks of being, I was already pulling 10 students. You do the fucking math. 10 students in two weeks at 20K. I'm bringing fucking money to a room. You understand what I'm trying to say? And they still didn't fucking understand the value of this investment here. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, y'all have to be responsible, right? for how you manage your stock. You catch my drift, you. And you cannot lower the price. And it's just not just a money talk, so don't let this shit go over your head. I'm being dead ass, do not lower your price. Because I'm starting to recognize that, yo, when we compromise, when we let down those guards, that boundaries, guess what happens? We lose what? Respect. People don't respect you. People don't value you. They don't. Every time you take that nigga back, that nigga don't respect you. You are accessible every time. Every time that nigga plays in your face and you take that nigga back or for some weak ass I'm sorry, guess what? He don't respect you. You are just an accessible bitch. And the same shit works for you niggas too, okay? Because on the flip side, every time you niggas sit there and you give out your dick and your love to any bitch, guess what? You are a fucking invaluable nigga. Your stock is dried, okay? Very. 
It's giving weeble, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Those that do stocks, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, it's giving weeble stocks, bitch. So, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And the same shit works with family. Okay, family be the number one motherfuckers that think because we share some blood and shit and genes and shit that niggas gotta be tied to you and shit. You got me fucked up. No lie, I am the queen of cutting off family. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And even earlier this year, I had to do it. I had to cut off one of my aunts, another one. And I don't care because what we're not gonna do is you're not gonna play about me. Like, and that's the shit like people will do is that people know your value, you know your investment, but they use the fact that you love them. They use the fact that you care. They use the fact that you got compassion, right? To like play with that shit. And you got me fucked up. And that's what I be on. That's the kind of time I'm on. I'm just like, yo, first of all, I'm expensive as fuck. I'm expensive as fuck. Like you cannot find me at the outlet. So why the fuck are we giving outlet prices? I am not the type of girl that you find at the outlet. I'm just saying. And it's no shade because I shop at the outlet. But let me tell you something. I shop at the outlet because those brands I don't want to pay full price because they're not worthy of the full price rate. Duh, think about it, okay? Therefore, I'm not the girl at the outlet. My brand is not there. And this shit right here is universal because anybody that thinks that you can have me for less, I'm gonna tell you right now, never. You might find a bitch that looks like me, reminds you, but she's never gonna be me. And that works anywhere. Period. <laughs> Just saying, I gotta talk my shit because it's a fucking fact. And people don't recognize that. So my point is, is that, you know what I mean? You gotta raise your price and you gotta stand in that shit. Even when nobody's coming to buy your shit, even if you're the only one sitting there with that, I'm telling you, somebody is going to do it. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, that is a reflection of other people, okay? I'm gonna keep it real and it's no shade, right? But if you're a bitch that's always in like Fashion Nova, respectfully, always, right? Think about it. You could ball out at Fashion Nova. Your closet could be full. But are those t-shirts gonna last you several seasons, bitch? We need to know. I'm being honest. Is it a stable piece? Is it of quality? You know, I used to remember too, like people would judge me because I buy designer bags. But I'm like, bitch, this is an investment. Like, if you were to look at one of my Louis Vuittons from back in 2015, you would have never thought she's from 2015. Bitch, because I one, take care of my shit, and two, she's an investment. And three, if I ever had to sell some shit, bitch, I can go in that closet and I could get to the bag. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying, it's an investment. A lot of us don't recognize that, okay? Therefore, if people don't want to spend on you and pay your price, that's a reflection of them. They're a cheap ass bitch. Or that's a cheap ass nigga. Real talk. Because if you like fine life and quality life, right? You're gonna pay the price. You're gonna pay the price. You're not gonna be wearing fashion over through and through. Let's be real. Only the cheap ones will, respectfully. And I hope this is not offending y'all, but I don't give a fuck, I'm being real. Like, you have to represent quality, premium. And anybody that don't wanna pay the premium price is a cheap bitch or a cheap ass nigga, you understand? And guess what? They're just not in your tax bracket. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person. That doesn't mean that they don't want you. It means that guess what? They do desire it, but they can't afford it. And that's okay. We have people all day window shopping, bitch. All day. They can pick up the sneakers and try to decide which sneaker they wanna get and still walk out the mall with nothing. And let them, let them, let them, okay? Let them. <laughs> Oh my God, for real, just let them. Cause that's where I'm at with it. 
Can't afford it, okay? Go find a bitch that's cheaper. Go find a bitch that could do it for less. Go ahead. Go ahead to the outlets. Have fun. And little do y'all know too, outlets be showing out what? The other seasons, the ones with the threads. If you really pay attention, like, cause when I'm in the outlets, I spend hours. Okay, because I'll be trying to sort through to make sure there's no missing threads. Pay attention in the outlets, you'll see. The manufacturer defects should be over there. Pay attention. Why do you think like those Dior book totes, you will never find them at the Dior outlet, ever? You won't. Because what's a staple, what's here to stay, is a premium. And guess what, those staple pieces, they raise the price. If you look at like Louis Vuitton, they raise their prices. Bags that's been around since ever are up bitching their stuff. Okay, longevity. Hello, just saying. So, raise your fucking price. Okay, raise your fucking price. For real, for real. With that said though, since we talking about money and shit, <laughs> I'ma tell you, don't let that just be the only thing. And I hope none of this shit goes over your head, all right? Cause yeah, we talking money, but I'm talking in a sense of energy, morality, boundaries, self-love. Okay, you're expensive that way too. I'm just giving you guys tangible examples cause that's how y'all resonate with shit. Just saying. And it's the same shit that happens with love. Because I can tell you right now, love has been on ice. And I've tried the dating shit, whatever, but I'm not gonna even lie. I've raised the bar when it comes to dating because I can tell y'all the history of what I used to date. And bitch, it's been up. But I can tell you right now, like, money be cool and shit. You know, it's really cool to finally have, you know, people that can pay their phone bill on time or they ain't gotta wait until next week to go out. You know, it's cool. It's cool to see niggas on their own. You know what I mean? Multiple phones and cars, it, that's cool. They can fly you out, whatever, it don't matter. But that shit is not impressing, especially if a nigga ain't healed. I'm telling you, like, divinity over dick, <laughs> for real, for real. The reason why I say divinity over dick is because my price is up and I don't give a fuck what kind of world a nigga can introduce me to. I don't give a fuck what his background is. I don't care what you do for a living. If you have not fucking healed, you're a cornball to me. If you're a nigga that's still running that shit when we used to do back when we were like 20 and the little gaslighting and narcissism shit, you're not my nigga. Like you're playing with me. Like you're playing with me. And I be dead ass curving people like left and right because I just be like, yo, like this is the thing about me. I come with a warning. I let people know like, yo, don't play with me. I do candle work, I'm crazy. You know what I mean? That's the half Puerto Rican in me. And that's just what it is. Like I'm at this stage in my own life anyway, because hear me out, I know I'm going everywhere with this, but this is a really important message, right? If you go back and listen to like Rebel Season Era, that was like last year, one of them episodes, I had a rebirth, okay? Rebel season is basically a season where you finally own your shadow self, right? Where you don't give a fuck, where you're not gonna hesitate on how you want to react. And my biggest thing is this, is that I have learned how to tame myself and have a sense of balance, right? Because I don't need to be on my rah-rah shit. I don't gotta prove I'm not pussy. I don't have to do all of that. You know what I mean? I don't even have to get crazy. But when you play with me, it's on site. Like, I don't give a fuck. And I tell people that. And so I'm the kind of person like, yo, I've had multiple connections where I have closed it out beautifully, beautifully, because it don't even gotta go that way. But understand that when you try me and you play with me, like it's up, I don't give a fuck. 
And some people have a problem with that. Some people want to take the high road um, or some people want to be on a low vibrational shit 25A. I don't got time for that. I don't have time for that. And, you know, my thing is this is that, yo, my cutoff game is strong. Like, I want to be clear. Just because you get a paragraph or an essay out of me don't mean I give a fuck about you. Like, I'm getting my shit off, which means, like, yo, I'm going to read you. I'm going to drag you for filth. Like, that's how I get my shit off. Like, I'm not the kind of person in 2020 whenever to ever withhold my feelings and hold back from what I got to say. I'ma say my shit. I don't give a fuck how long it takes. I don't give a fuck if I'm double texting, triple texting. I'ma get that shit off. I'ma say what I gotta say because I don't give a fuck. It don't mean I give a fuck about you. It means I'm letting you know. So the type of time I be on is, it's like, yo, like, I'll tell a nigga the nice way. I'll be patient. I'll let that shit play out. I even be trying to curve people like, yo, I be on some like mutual shit. Like, yo, I think we just got differences. Like, I'll be nice about this shit. And then when a nigga be like, nah, 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 let me convince you. Let me convince you. I wait. And when I'm not convinced, it's on. It's on. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. And people be confusing that sometimes. They really be thinking like, oh, they got one up on me. Nah, never. I've always been like three steps ahead. Like, my shit is this. It's like, I intentionally violate and disrespect people that I don't respect. And when I get to that point of it, I have no desire to want you to run it back. Like I burn bridges and I only burn bridges because like at this point you played about me, you know what I mean? Like, and that's why I'm like, it'd be funny, especially with retrograde, you know, here and shit. It's funny because like niggas will spin the block and it's like, yo, if you're gonna spin this block, you gotta come right. Like, you gotta come all the way correct because like, I don't forget and I'm a still, like if you want your bullshit, I'm still gonna say what I gotta say. And some people don't get that so you know i think my lesson i learned this summer is like yo like my price is up and i'm real expensive and i'm gonna act like it <laughs> that's just what it is and that's why when i do what i gotta do i want you to understand like it has a certain outcomes whether it's less people fucking with me less people buying my shit whatever or less niggas wanting me i don't know like it don't bother me because at the end of the day like i don't want to be attained by anybody I'm not for everybody and I don't wanna be for anybody. What the fuck? My quality all the way goes down. Real talk. But anyway, with that said, raise your price, okay? All right, final thoughts, final thoughts. So my advice is, if you're at a crossroads in your life, right, where you're really trying to like go through this list of figuring out like, how come I don't have valuable connections, right? I feel like you gotta really go forward and obviously look within. But for me, I think my missing piece of the puzzle was my career, um, which is crazy because a lot of us don't realize it, but the place that we spend a lot of time and energy the most believe it or not is our career because this is a 3d environment which you have to work you know x number of hours in order for you to make x number of dollars and you spend a lot of your energy there sometimes we don't even recognize how we're in a space where we're not appreciated and valued and we're overworked underpaid that it's a reflection of how we view ourselves and then ultimately it's a reflection of the people we choose to house and keep. It's like a cycle, you know what I mean? Because if you're working in a space that's not in alignment to your higher path, okay? Look at your North Node, I've been saying this shit. I'm not gonna say it again. If you're not working in a space that's in alignment to your higher self, you are sabotaging your fucking life. And then you wonder why you are surrounded by the quality of life and people that you're surrounded by, you understand? And I've talked about this couple episodes back like it is a process but if you're not doing shit like if you're really just on repeat or if you're on like some cruise control type shit you are doing yourself a disservice in this life and i know it's as cliche as it sounds but literally right you have one life to live 
And don't let it get it twisted because some people be like, life is so short. Let me tell you something. Actually, no. Life has a lot of potential to be very long. But what happens is, is that you think you always have time. And you sit in a space where you betray yourself day in and day out when you go to this bullshit ass job that doesn't value you, doesn't respect you, and you clock in and clock out. You spend five fucking days a week in that bitch. That by the time you're looking forward to your fucking days off, right? Life has flown you by, okay? We are in a sad fucking generation where we have been programmed to normalize the idea of clocking in and clocking out and looking forward to fucking weekends or quote unquote days off. And then by the time we do it, and we try to fit all this enjoyable shit that we love, all this love and light, all this extra shit into these 48 fucking hours that they give us off, right? You're fucking miserable. You're back at work. And that's why it's so important, right, for you to be in your path. And the reason why is because as much as things were not growing for me or much as I went through the life challenges, which is the normal shit of this journey, right? I woke up every day in love with what I do. It didn't feel like work to me. It was like, I'm in my fucking nature. Like I can do a contract. I could write up a thing. I could do this email. I can negotiate. That's me. I'm in my nature. It wasn't press stress. None of that shit. None of that shit, you know what I mean? But when I was working at the college for somebody else's dream, despite me even being in my path, and that's the other part you gotta not get twisted by, but I was in my path because I was helping people in education. That's my path. But the dynamics and the logistics behind it was not in alignment to my higher self. And then I had to sit here and realize, wow, like you really can get lost in this shit. You really can get lost in this shit. And all because why? Because of money. Because I'm telling you, I chose that space because of the bag. The money was lit. That was the only reason. The money, the benefits, etc. it was lit. And I recognized like, yo, that dollar was not worth it. It wasn't worth my peace. It wasn't worth me undervaluing me. It wasn't worth me being minimized in an environment. More importantly, it wasn't worth me going against my higher being. If I got to be in an environment preaching some compassionate humanity shit to humans, this is not my space. And it's crazy because for five years I built a foundation, right? That I've been conscious in not to fucking work with people that hold that kind of regard to life. And it's so important for us to take control. You know, so if you're in a space where you're like stagnant and wondering why do I have this quality of life? Why do I have these quality of people? Look at your fucking job. Look at your job. And listen, granted, you may be in your path, but you may need to do that shit alone. You understand what I'm saying? That space that you in, learn from it, take those tools, right? And start your own. And don't get it twisted. Ownership is not for everybody. Some people are not conducive in this environment to actually lead themselves. Let's be real. Some people need to be led. And that's cool. And shout out to y'all that found y'all, y'all tech jobs and, and your careers and you love it there. Good for you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay. And the reason why I say bye is because, you know, I know I'm going to get that. Like, oh, I love it. I do. I make that. Bye. Okay, bye. Because I'm going to be real with you too. That dollar amount, that salary package, that hourly raise, that whatever they sell, that's a distraction. That's what they use to bait and keep you. It don't mean you love it there. You might be in your path and, and you might like the perks of the desk and, and the this and the that and the check that comes every fucking other week, but you don't really love it there because you're pressed at work. I can guarantee you anybody that says they love their job, right? It's based off of the contingencies that they get that check. But when they're in the space, that environment, nah, they're pressed. They're pressed and they're stressed. I'm being real with you. You know what I mean? My bigger point is, is that yo, like, we need to really reel in on being in our path because it really is a reflection of what we feel and view about ourselves. You are the job you keep, you are the company you keep, okay? 
Get your shit together. Get your shit together, okay? And then when you do that, apply that shit everywhere. Y'all be so afraid to be alone. Y'all be so afraid to not have friends. Y'all be so afraid to not have somebody celebrate your birthday with. Y'all be so afraid to, to spend a Christmas alone, a Valentine's Day alone. It's fucking pathetic. I'm being real. Y'all be so afraid. It's weird. Like, y'all be so afraid. And you know what that is? And I'm not gonna go too far into it, but it's because y'all don't even like yourselves. Most of y'all niggas don't even like who you are. You cannot even sit there and stand the existence of being in your own space because you don't fuck with yourself. And that's weird. That's weird. A lot of y'all really need that shit because if you pulled away, the trips and the friendships and the steakhouses and all that other dumb shit y'all do. Y'all niggas is nothing. I'm being real. And that's Fanny Facts. And I don't give a fuck whose feelings I hurt today. Because y'all know I'm coming with this whole episode being real. And I'm only saying that because if you need props in life to be that girl, to be that nigga, you not. You not. That ass. And more importantly, if your entire existence is weighed on your career as to what you make for a living or what you do for a living, you ain't nobody. I'm being real. Life is deeper than that, you understand? Life is about being in alignment to your higher self, your purpose, you understand what I mean? Life is deeper than that. And the fact that you motherfuckers can't see that, I'm telling you, you have a long, tired journey ahead of you. Cause life is really not that short. They got you fucked up. That's why y'all out here going after instant gratification because they convinced you that life was so short that you gotta go ahead and take this job and get this money so you can have this trip so you can live this social media life. They got you fucked up. They got you fucked up and somebody gotta tell y'all cause life is not like that. Believe it or not, life is actually really long. And it's really important what kind of seed you plant in and what kind of foundation you're doing it in. Really shit I told one of my clients, right, was that, you know, I got into, you know, renovating my house and shit. And I started working on my backyard and my front yard. And as I was planting new grass seeds, right, my front yard flourished. It was beautiful, amazing. Granted, like, it wasn't working at first. I figured out, okay, I had to add more, like, soil and, and I had to change the acidity of the soil, etc. So once I had figured out supposedly the foundation, right? This summer I noticed how the front of my yard was green, but the back of my yard died. And I was just like, yo, what's good with this? Like I treated both of them. I did the same treatments. I did the same acidity, da, 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 da. I come to terms that, wow, like this foundation back here needs a brand new foundation. That one was sick and I was able to fix it and cure it, but that foundation didn't know. And that's what I'm trying to say, like, Sometimes you have to really recognize that you have to uproot yourself. Sometimes you have to recognize that even when you're planting these seeds and even if you think you fixed the problem or the foundation, that shit can still not grow. That shit can still crumble and it's up to you. You know, so we gotta really get out of this mentality where we really believe like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, there's not enough time in the world so I gotta really do this and live this life and, and no, no. This is about a quality life longevity okay you want to be an icon you want to have a legacy you don't want to be a person that just had a couple of flicks and caught a couple of legs okay you don't want to be that and usually them flashy niggas or flashy bitches is the one that get cut first i'm being real with you privacy is everything and that's what i learned too getting off the gram i learned that so my point is, is that, yo, like, if there's something you can do from now until December, especially before we get into a new year, right, really sit down and look at your foundation. Really look at the world around you and look at the people that you are listening to for advice, for guidance. You understand? And ask yourself, like, really, is that my life? Is my life of quality? And where are you weighing this quality at? Are you weighing it based off of the ticket price of your dinner? The kind of flight you take? kind of shoes you wear? The kind of job you have because of the salary you make? Like, where you weigh that at? And is that even worthy? Because deep within that, at the end of the day, right, if your spirit is not fulfilled, is not whole, is not complete, and you don't feel free in what you do, my nigga, you are a prisoner, okay? 
And that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna be chained to the game. So, thank you guys so much for letting me vent on this bitch. <laughs> um, shout out to y'all, definitely. I definitely appreciate y'all for listening to today's episode. Um, I know I probably ruffled some feathers, so feel free to drop them voice notes. It's nothing. I just really wanted to get this out. And, you know, I'm probably going to have a couple episodes because I do want to drop a couple different things since we have a couple of retrogrades happening. But I'm going to leave this episode here to marinate a little bit. And I'm telling you, because anybody that knows me and what I do for a living, I speak facts. And I'm telling you, with what's going on in the planet, the fact that we're in a new age of Aquarius, right? Wake the fuck up. I'm telling you, all of us are getting older. So if you have an opportunity to do better, be better, do it. Because Tom waits for nobody. Bye, right. I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much. Take care.